From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 214 for the week of October 31st, 2013. I'm your host for this segment, Michael Bowling. Fan fiction enables writers and readers to share their passion about TV shows, films, and pop culture characters. Our guest, author Kate Abbott, has shared her passion for Disneyland in her middle grade novel, Disneylanders. Kate, welcome to the Dis Unplugged. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. I I was looking forward to talking to you after I we met at the Walt Disney Family Museum and I I read your book. And so I was wondering what came first, your your passion for writing or your passion for Disney? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's that's really hard to say. Um I mean probably I don't know. That's a really good question. I think I kind of developed an interest in both of them as I grew up. Um, I mean, I can remember wanting to write when I was, you know, a young child. I was three or something, and I couldn't write yet, and my I would tell stories to my grandmother who would write my stories for me. Um, but at the same time, I started going to Disneyland when I was three, um, and we always went twice a year, my parents and I, and sometimes my grandparents. Um, so I think both of them kind of blossomed together. <laughs> okay. So when you decided to write a book, how did you determine, you know, your topic, your audience, you know, what the theme would be? Well, I had an idea of the main character, Casey, who is 14 years old. And she was just sort of my inspiration for the story um, because I I thought I knew who she was and then I knew she would meet somebody at Disneyland that would help her face her fears of growing up and her fears of maybe being too old to enjoy Disneyland like she used to. Um, so I just started with the characters first. Before and then the story kind of developed as I got to know the characters better. So when friends ask you what is the book about, what do you tell them? Um, I tell them it's a coming of age story set in Disneyland, um, and it, then it depends on if I'm talking to a total Disney obsessed person or <laughs> or a normal person. Um, but I mean, I tell them that the setting of Disneyland plays a huge role in how the main character interacts with it and how it sort of helps her develop and grow throughout the story. Mm-hmm. And she has, she has definitely a lot of interesting encounters and adventures uh, along the way. And, yes. <laughs> and, and when, when we were talking, you know, we were communicating a bit about the book as I was reading it, and I know I told you that even though my oldest child, is a girl. I learned a whole lot more about <laughs> teenage girls, young teenage yeah. girls, in just a few pages of reading your book than I think raising my own, which was funny. <laughs> so, That's um, awesome. yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I told you specifically a couple of things that I don't want to give away. 
you know, in the book. And, and I definitely, I thought, okay, I'm, I'm not the target audience. So a coworker of mine has a 13 year old daughter. And so after I finished the book, I passed it on and said, would your daughter mind reading the book? And I said, I think I need a 13 year old girl's perspective on, on, on this. And she thoroughly enjoyed it. She really, really enjoyed it. She felt the characters are very realistic. She felt, um, well, at first she didn't only because she didn't think like that group of girls that you refer to as the bra strap girls. That she thought, oh, people would never act like that at Disneyland, but they definitely are that way in middle school. Though the, they, those girls yeah. definitely exist. And I said, well, you know, if they exist in one place, they, they they go to Disneyland and they don't change how they behave. And so once she got that in her head, that yeah, you know, that's true. She then real felt. Everything was very realistic. Uh, relation, the relationships with the parents and everything, um, she could definitely relate to. That's so, great to hear. I mean, it, it means a lot to me when, you know, Dis- hardcore Disney, Disneyland fans like you, um, appreciate the book. And then it's, it's also just so great to hear that, you know, people in my target age group um, can relate to it. That's great. Now, now I know you're the mother of a young child, so you know who has he has many years to go before he hits middle school. What? Uh, how did you? Um, what made you decide to target middle schoolers? And how did you become so familiar with middle school life? Well, um, I just had this idea uh, that I wanted to write about a coming-of-age story, um, because I think that's just such a huge part of everybody's life, that age especially, and and the experiences you have when you're sort of an early teenager, I think they just stick with you a long time. And it's very dramatic at that age, too. I mean, everything is hugely important, and it feels like that. Um, So I thought that would make for a good story. So it kind of just came from that idea of that sort of inherent conflict in being that age and then my, the idea for my character. Now, how did you get the inspiration for your characters? Because, boy, I wish my daughter had met a Bert when, yeah. when she was in middle school. <laughs> I wish I had met a Bert, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I I knew I wanted to have someone about Bert. I knew I wanted to have someone be sort of um, the opposite of the mean girls that my character Casey was encountering that she did not want to be like as she got older. Um, and also in, in the book, her best friend, her childhood best friend has just dumped her in order to kind of move on and be with more popular girls. Um, and Casey didn't want to do that. So she's just feeling very lonely. So I wanted there to be a character like Bert that was just totally the opposite of everybody she knew back home that was that was giving her trouble. Um, so then that's how I thought of him. Um, I wanted him to be a good friend for her. And then also, as I got to know him as a character, I thought, well, geez, I'm kind of having a crush on this guy. She's going to have a crush on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> So so you didn't like over breakfast accidentally call your husband Bert. Right? No. 
<laughs> it hasn't happened. Although his name is Brad, so I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a. <laughs> you know that that's pretty close. So maybe there, you know, some subconscious um, name yeah. <laughs> characters going on there. <laughs> you know what is funny too is that um, I named my character Casey because I like the name and. I kind of wanted a, a gender ambiguous name because I thought it would kind of help show, exemplify the kind of in-between situation she's in in her life right now. But anyway, um, I liked that name. And after I wrote the book, I, I was shy about talking about it when I was writing. But after I wrote it, I told my parents about it. And they were like, um, we almost named you Casey. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> so strange. And I didn't know that. So, so there yeah, was maybe some, there is sort some of, kind of subconscious thing happening. Yeah, and then and there was some sort of, you know, little connection there that you tapped into, it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um well yeah, you asked me earlier about how I sort of um got the research information for for that age group. And I just really tried to think of my life when I was that age. Um, and how I felt right before starting high school, and I was just completely freaked out. So I tried to use that for her as much as I could remember. Yeah, so how much of yourself is in Casey in terms of, I mean, Casey has a lot of certain interests. Um, she's she's uh, somewhat emotional, very passionate. She, As you mentioned, she's suffering a childhood loss. So how much of yourself it was did you put into her? Well, we definitely have a lot of things in common. Um, I Like Casey, I grew up going to Disneyland with my parents, and I had to kind of grapple with liking it as a child to liking it more as an adult. Um, and, you know, I also had to deal with that age of being embarrassed to be with my parents out in public, especially in a place like Disneyland, uh, which is incredibly public and you see all the kinds of girls that you know you either want to be like or you're afraid of being like um we also share an interest in photography um but you know we also differ my parents aren't quite we're never quite as overprotective as, as casey sees her parents um she sees her mom as kind of stifling her dad wears you know socks with sandals. My dad would never do that. Uh, <laughs> things like that. Um, and, you know, I never I never met a bird, so. <laughs> no, but you have I a never, brat. <laughs> I do have a brat, yeah. Um, but fortunately, also, I never had a Kylie, who is her friend, who dumps her. So I had other, you know, teenage girl traumas that I could use to bring into that though. <laughs> now, one of the interesting things about your book that I really enjoyed and I caught on to it like right away are the titles to the chapters in that they they really test your Disney trivia and your knowledge of Disneyland. And it was fun to see how the chapter title then related to the activity in that chapter. And then, and you made it into a game, which was really clever. And then in the back, you could even test your answers to see, you know, did you really figure it out and, and all right. that. And so yeah. I really, I really enjoyed that part of the, of the book as well. So 
what kind of research you we, you talked a little about research about middle school and all that but what kind of research did you have to do in terms in terms of like disney history and disney trivia um in, for the book because you really i mean you talk a lot about it as they as Casey and Bert and their families go through the park i mean you can really picture them walking through disneyland um as you read the book uh that's great i mean that's exactly what i was trying to do i wanted it to be very realistic i wanted it to feel like you were actually there going through the park with them um and i wanted everything to be as true to life as possible it was really important to me i didn't want anybody to feel like suddenly jarred or something like that while they were reading um so I I just really relied on, you know, my many trips to Disneyland <laughs> over the years growing up. And as I was writing it, it took me a little while to write the book. So I made a few trips to Disneyland in that time. I live in Northern California, so I don't get to go as often as I would like to. Um, but my husband and I, especially before we had our kid, oddly enough, we used to go a lot an awful lot. Uh, <laughs> it's harder to go now, now that we actually have a child to go with. Um, so I used those trips as research. Um, and also, my husband, Brad, is very um, meticulous and picky about his Disney facts, which I really appreciated, because he really helped me sort of fact-check the book um, and made sure that, you know, I got every name accurate for the time period, um, just that everything really felt realistic as much as we could make it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, very clever. And and what a great excuse to go to Disneyland. Well, I have to do research. Oh, we yeah. Need, we need to go to Disneyland. <laughs> you have to write more books about Disneyland. I know. <laughs> so it was, it was do actually more research. really, it was great to get to go into the parks and just see them from that perspective you know, sort of just observing and sort of making notes and just getting ideas for new things. Um, I used to just carry a pen and a little tiny notebook with me all the time, well, everywhere, but especially when I went to Disneyland when I was working on the story. And one day I forgot my pen or I lost it or something. I just, I was standing in line for California Screaming and I, I was just listening to these people in line in front of me and I thought, oh, I have to use this. So <laughs> I went looking for this pen, and I was just in a panic because I couldn't find it, and I was going to lose this, like, great dialogue that I was hearing. And so I got a lipstick, and I just, like, scribbled as quickly as I could. So it was it was really fun to be kind of just observing all of these interactions that I might just not have normally paid attention to. Now, as, as you developed... Your characters, especially Casey and Bert, did did you start to sort of get a mental image of what they look like? So as you wrote, yeah, yeah actually, when I, yeah, before I even started writing, I made sketches of what they look like, uh, which was very helpful for me while I was writing because I kind of felt like they were real people and I could imagine them doing these things. I could imagine them actually standing in line for Space Mountain and what that would actually look like, and it was very helpful. Okay, so now, when you go to Disneyland, do you imagine Casey and Bert there in some of the <laughs> seats that you wrote? 
I do. It's it's kind of hard not to um, because I feel like they're real people, like, and they were with me. I, I mean, I worked on the book for a couple of years, and the whole process of getting it published took, you know, several years. So they were with me for a long time. Um, they were my companions in the Disneyland in my head for a long time. So, yeah, when I go there, I do think of them, or sometimes I'll think, oh, Casey would like that. She would want to take a picture of that. (laughs) Yeah, that's interesting, because I always wondered how that characters, when you live with them like that, you create them and you live with them for years, they, they must become, they must take on a sense of realism for authors. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly true with me, definitely. Now, now, one of the themes that runs through the book is is the story of the two families that when we've talked about you have you have one family with parents who are struggling with the growth of their daughter from a little girl into a young woman, and then you have another family with parents who are completely disengaged from their children. Um, what do you hope your your readers will learn from these families? Well, I think. I wanted to have, just as Bert is kind of a totally different character from the other people that Casey had encountered back home, I wanted his family to be really different than her family, to kind of give her a sense of perspective on her situation. And I just thought it would be sort of good for her and, and, you know, sort of a revelation for her to realize that, you know, she's actually pretty lucky. Her parents aren't that bad. Um, and she starts to get to know them as people and not just these horrible, embarrassing <laughs> mom and dad figures um, that are out to ruin her life or something. She, she, I think because she knows Bert and what he's been through with his family, I think that kind of helps her understand her own situation a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, as a parent and uh a grandparent now i think my granddaughter is about the same age as as your son um i kept thinking okay casey you got to lighten up i mean dear yeah. lord give these poor parents of yours a break and then with again my co-worker's 13 year old daughter who read the book when i when i talked to her about it i said okay you've got to tell me what do you think about casey's attitude with her parents and she said oh it was very accurate and and right on and i thought okay and that's what i needed to hear i needed to hear the 13 year old perspective because i was looking at it from the other end you know yeah. and, no, it's, uh, that's a really good point because when i started writing the book um it was before i was a parent myself and so i was i could you know i could really recall being that age and just being, I had only had experience being someone's child at that point. Um, and then, you know, in the process of the book being published, um, I had a child of my own after I was done writing the book. And, you know, when I was going back through it again, rereading it or doing edits or whatever, it was, I was seeing it from her parents' point of view more. And it was really interesting. It was a really different reading experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and I, and I think if my daughter had written that book, I'd, I'd be looking at that father thinking, 
hmm, how much of me is in that? <laughs> is in that character? <laughs> well, yeah. Fortunately, I think my I had to tell my parents, you know, it's it's fiction, <laughs> it's novel. <laughs> Hopefully, that made them feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> Now, the book ends as all our happiest moments at Disneyland do, with Casey and Bert leaving Disneyland and returning to their homes and, you know, returning to reality land. Mm -hmm. Do you plan to continue their story in subsequent books or, you know, have, has the chap, has the book closed on, on their story? Well, I'm not sure yet. Um, I had a couple of ideas, maybe for future books. Um, one of them was returning to Casey and Bert's story when they were older. Um, this was this is set right before Casey goes into high school, and I thought it might be interesting to see to see her as she's preparing to go to college, or maybe just after graduating from college, or something like that. Um, so that was something I was thinking about. I was also thinking about maybe telling someone else's story um, about Disneyland and having it be very different from Casey's coming of age story. Um, but I'm not I'm not sure how that might work. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure yet. In your mind though, do you imagine what Casey and Bert are doing now? Well it's it's tricky because when I wrote it like Facebook and Twitter and those things, they weren't, they didn't exist. <laughs> and the time period that it's set in was even earlier than when I was actually writing it. So they, you know, those things were really not happening then. And, you know, I would imagine if it were set today, it would be pretty easy for them to keep in touch, you know, and they would always kind of see what the other's doing because it's so easy to feel close to people now even if they're far away. I'm not sure how much they would have been able to keep in touch even before all of this um, social media. I don't know if they, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they would have felt comfortable calling each other after some time had passed. I don't know how awkward that would be, but that might also be really interesting in a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I think it would be kind of awkward after a while after having not seen each other. But then they shared such an intense experience that, you know, I would like to think they would always stay close with each other. That would be nice. You know, he becomes a doctor, she becomes a photojournalist, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely imagine them growing up and pursuing their own dreams, which is kind of something they talk about in the book. Um, It's part of Casey's fear of growing up. Um, So I imagine that they would do that and they would go on to college and they would major at, you know, things that they really loved. And regardless of if they ended up with each other or not, um, I would hope that they were still, you know, Disneyland goers and still doing something that they liked. Right. Now, do you have, um, have you sort of been mulling around any other Disney themed novels in your head? And would, and would you target the same audience? Um, that's interesting. I haven't, I've only just been thinking, if I was thinking about doing another Disneyland themed book, um, I was just thinking about 
you know, either doing the Casey and Burt story again as they're older or just a different set of people in Disneyland. Um, I'm actually working on a totally, totally different kind of book right now that's a memoir about postpartum depression. Um, and part of it is actually set in Disneyland. Um, but, yeah, that's a very different kind of book. <laughs> I don't know if you can say that it was Disney-related. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, now, since clearly you're a Disney fan, um, what what is your area of Disney interest? Where where does your fandom expand to in Disney? Well, I mean, I love Disneyland, the park itself. Um, I also really like classic Disney animated films, and I really like. I'm interested in the the artwork having to do with those films. Um, I mean, I love I love Mary Blair and. You know, I love seeing all the work that went into creating the look of the films and the backgrounds, and I'm I'm really interested in that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so then when you go to Disneyland, are there certain characters you enjoy seeing? What's your favorite? Do you have favorite attractions that are must-dos? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I well, I used to love going to the Disney Gallery. That used to be one of my very favorite spots. I mean, it combined, you know, my love and interest in the artwork with being in Disneyland itself. So that was just really great. Um, but, you know, my favorite attraction is definitely the Enchanted Tiki Room. I always, always have to go to the Enchanted Tiki Room and have a Dole Whip or Dole Whip float. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our granddaughter's favorite attraction. It's always oh, the first good. one. It's always the first one we go on. Aww. So it was like she has to see the singing birds. That is so funny. Yeah, she loves it. She likes all the classic attractions. So which That's is great. great. She's yeah, raising her right there. Yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> I actually got the idea for the title of the book from um the Barker bird. Uh because he used to say this little his little spiel, you know, one of the things to get people to come into the attraction was something like, you know, he would say, like, quit walking while I'm squawking, and then he would say, like, something about Disneylanders. He was, like, calling to the Disneylanders to come in, mm-hmm. and I always thought that was a really great way to put it, <laughs> to put the Disneyland goers and the fans. That is neat. I didn't know that. That's a, that's a nice little piece of trivia. <laughs> I wish I could think of his exact quote. It's something like, I mean, he might be saying something silly like, uh, Romans, countrymen, and Disneylanders come see, you know, something like that. Yeah, that, believe me, that our listeners are Googling right now, okay. and they're going to find it. And you know, the minute we're done, I'm going to be Googling it. Okay. <laughs> it <laughs> and, will be tracked down. Yeah, and you know that the at the Walt Disney Family Museum, they're going to be bringing back the Barker Bird. I heard that. I listened to your show about the Enchanted Tiki Room, and... I didn't know that, but you talked about it on that episode, and I was so excited. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and I and I think they're even having an exhibit on Mary Blair coming up too. I love the Walt Disney Family Museum. Um, I live in Sacramento, so it's not as close as I would like to be, but we still try to go there and just experience all these great things. Right. Oh, it's it's a fantastic place. Yeah, I 
actually don't live terribly far from you. And, um, yeah, I go there all the time. It's great. It's worth the drive. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well worth the drive. So, so now, so now how can our listeners contact you and purchase their own copy of Disneylanders? Um, well, I think probably the easiest way is to get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, it's in paperback and Kindle and ebook format. Um, if someone wants like an autograph, um, book plate or something, you know, they can stick in it if they want that. They could contact me and I would be happy to send anything. Um, they could contact me um, on Twitter probably would be the best way. It's at Kate underscore Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T, with another underscore at the end. So, yeah, they can just chat with me or send me a message or anything they would like to say hello. Excellent. And we will have all of those links in our show notes. As well. So Disneylanders is a great read for middle school Disneyland fans, and this would make a great gift for that young Disney fan in your life. And so to obtain your own copy of Disneylanders, um, be sure to check out our show notes for all the links that Kate mentioned. So, Kate, thank you for joining us on the Dis Unplugged podcast, Disneyland edition. Um, that concludes this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Please listen to our other segments this week. Thank you for listening and be magical. 